We've got the greatest news the world could ever hear. Today on Ruta Daily, we're looking at how the Bible says we should share it. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and I believe the Bible contains not just good news, but the greatest news you're ever going to hear. And when the news is that great, it's worth sharing. But how do we do that? Uh, you may have heard a misattributed quote by Francis of Assisi, preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use words. And it sounds awfully nice. It's a, an attractive thought, one that seems correct, but as nice as it may look crocheted on throw pillows, there is no such thing as a wordless gospel. The gospel is news and news is spread through words. Although watching the nightly news, sometimes I think minds might be able to do a better job. But think about Jesus. Jesus came to bring this gospel, this good news, and he was and he is the most compassionate man that ever walked the earth. I mean, truly, if anyone was capable of conveying a wordless gospel to the world, it would be the very word of life, Jesus himself. And Jesus did share the good news through his actions. He healed the sick, he spent time with the lonely, he died on a cross and rose from the grave. That's illustrating how we can be restored and transformed and healed and resurrected too. But Jesus also preached. When Jesus told the parable about building houses on firm foundations or sandy foundations, he said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock, Matthew 7, verse 24. It's not just about seeing Jesus in action. He says it was about hearing his words. You see, the problem with that Francis of Assisi quote, even though uh, it didn't really come from him, is that it plays right into our comfort zone. I think we're pretty comfortable with just living Christian lives and hoping someone notices. Of course, not all the time. I'm not perfect. I don't always act Christ-like, but I try to live my life differently than I would if I didn't belong to Jesus. And we should. That is critical. It's essential. In fact, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus makes it a point to tell us that evangelism, that's just our $10 word that means sharing the gospel, he makes it a point to tell us that our evangelism needs both words and action. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So you see there's a two-part plan there. Part one is to be a light. Recognize who you are and act like it. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are a town on the hill. So stay salty. Don't put your light under a bowl. Let it shine. That is part one. Jesus has lit a flame in your life. Let others see it. And what's part two? When that light is shining, use it deliberately to point people to God. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, this is why so many of our neighbors never hear the good news about Jesus, because we've left out part two. And the longer 
we leave out part two, the easier it gets to abandon part one as well. Let me explain. 30, 40 years ago, there was a shift away from what was sometimes hurtful evangelism, fear-based evangelism that focused on the bad news rather than the good. That pushed people away rather than covering them with the love of Jesus. So it's not a bad thing that we moved away from that. The problem was, instead of replacing it with gospel-based evangelism, good news evangelism, we fell into this indirect approach. Too many Christians said, instead of talking directly and deliberately to our neighbors about Jesus, we should just live Christ-like lives. And eventually our neighbors might figure it out on their own. They'll think we're different and they'll want to be different too. You know, we're doing our best to live like Jesus and, and hoping our neighbors will see Jesus through us. And that's not a bad thing to hope. But are we satisfied with the results? Now, I may be content for now, but when my friend never follows Jesus, I won't be content anymore. Passive evangelism may be the status quo, but it's not enough. We need part two. Not only do we need to be lights in our community, we need to be lights that shine directly to Jesus. We need to be lights that are focused entirely on glorifying God. And let me tell you, when we fail to deliberately make the connection between the good we're trying to do, shining our lights, and Jesus, two things happen. Number one, we start to build up ourselves. Whether we try to do our good deeds in, in secret or in public, good deeds that aren't attributed to Jesus, if we don't say, Jesus is the reason I'm doing this, eventually they're going to build up our sense of self-reliance, our pride. And number two, it becomes easier and easier to stop doing that. We want our neighbors to see that we're different, but if we never talk to them about Jesus, it's easier and easier to really not live that differently at all. If our good deeds are attached to Jesus, then eventually they fade away. That's the temptation of a wordless gospel. And beyond ourselves, there is power in words. God spoke this universe into creation. The word of God came to prophets and priests and kings throughout the Bible. The word of God became God in the flesh through a virgin and lived with us. Jesus made his disciples through both actions and preaching the gospel with words. And in his church, he commissioned us to proclaim the gospel, make disciples with baptism and teaching. As we share the gospel, words clarify what real truth is in a world that is bombarded by lies. And by sharing our own words, we also do something very important. As we present the gospel, we reveal our own weaknesses. God put the gospel in the hands of imperfect disciples to share the news about his son because it displays how God can restore even the most broken person. And so Paul said, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse nine. You know, the more we boast about our weaknesses, the more the strength of Christ is displayed. And it's a difficult thing to boast about our weaknesses with just action alone, just kindness alone. And finally, the word of God, the words of the gospel have the power that brings salvation. Actions are the proof of concept. Our actions show that the words in this book can really change you. But as 
meaningful and life-changing as actions and acts of kindness may be, it is the word itself that has the real power. Romans 10, 14, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? Romans 10, 14. Kindness is not irrelevant to the gospel. It's central, but it's only half of the equation. Kindness to our neighbors is vitally important, but if that's all we do to present the gospel, the job's half done. We have the greatest news our neighbors could ever hear, and it deserves more than just indirect gestures. It deserves a bold declaration. Preach the gospel at all times. Do it with kindness and always be willing to use your words. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.